0: 127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Brian. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. And we hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew. Thank you for turning that up. I appreciate that. Like, we don't it. even do music. Zach can just do the whole intro by himself. That would be bad. That would be really, I'd be really off key. Off pitch. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. Yeah. We were talking about keys earlier and hey, there, oh, there, there goes the go. AC again. It's fine. You can't hear
1: it. It's good. How's your day, John? Uh, I think it's been fine. I'm just real tired and I don't know why. Yeah. I took Kyler to breakfast and, um, we were talking First Corinthians, and then uh, went and bought new bulbs, because T, T pointed out that one of the headlights in the Chevy is not functioning. Oh, there you go. So we got the bulb. Accountability. I haven't, I haven't replaced it yet. Yeah, it was just in Wise Right in the parking lot. <laughs> and then and then I came up here. Trying to find my transition as well. Met with a guy from Southwestern who's trying to recruit our college students to come to seminary there. There you go. And then... Is he, is he giving an announcement no. at some point? He's oh, okay. just in town, like connecting Fashion. with people. So he's gonna be at the BSM yeah. tonight, apparently. So, oh, so ho ho, a journey BSM making moves. Look at them go. Um, like, but and then uh, where'd you go to breakfast? Chick Chick Fil A, chicken makes, minis. That's Kyler. It makes sense. Yeah, he he can't. He just gets the he gets the bowl, the sausage scramble with no hash browns. Ah, huh. Yeah, sausage. Yeah, what's in that thing? So it's eggs and cheese and sausage, mm. and then normally the hash browns. What's funny is every time he orders, he's like, "Hey, can I get the sausage scramble with no hash browns?" And the person goes, "You want that as a meal? Well, the meal comes with hash browns. With hash browns." <laughs> and so he not only has answered the question by saying, "I don't want hash browns," I also don't want hash browns in the bowl itself. Yeah. And so the follow up question is kind of pointless. But I mean, I think it's just habit. They hash say, browns are uh, hash browns are pretty good. They're like squash. I've had Chick fil A hash browns. I will say, I I will say squash. Tater McDonald's. Tater tots
0: got the number one hash browns period they got the number one dinner meal lunch meal breakfast meal they have hash browns ice cream cream. that's it all of it hey we we buffet style we
1: leave for a ski trip in a few days i think we need to map out the stops like find a gas station that has a bathroom that more than one person can go into because there's gonna be 50 of us and (sighs) that means that a bathroom stop is an hour and so we need to we need to find the big um the mcdonald's the truck stops Without McDonald's, I want all of them. To have, I want all of them to have Arby's in them. <laughs> oh no, no. dude! Who, that I means was we're telling somebody as
0: many stops, you know that Arby's.
1: I was telling
2: somebody about you and Drew Fifthwater's stupid obsession with Ob- Arby's obsession. And this, what's obsession. funny is, I don't
1: know if we've ever eaten it with you. No, <laughs> every time we just every, see it screaming.
2: <laughs> every time we're driving for like playing disc golf or something, we're like, "Where are we going to go eat?" They see an Arby's. It's just like. We're going to Arby's now, and I'm just like, no, we're not going to Arby's. They i don't do want to They die. do it in the voice too, don't they? Just do it to we're him. going to Arby's. Uh, Drew does, yes. Give we me have some Orbeez. Give me some Arby's. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, we're going Arby's. One day, and then Arby's Sports. <laughs> Jacob Dixon pulls out like a whole page coupon. of coupons and is like, No shot, dude. We gotta go. We, I was like, No, I'm driving. We are not stopping at Arby's. But but I'm Arby's. just. He's like, I want but the I burger. I no,
1: got, I got a coupon.
2: <laughs> okay, if you got a coupon. Do you
0: make the sacrifice if uh, you have coupons to some place, but you're not the biggest fan of it? Very rarely, yeah.
1: yeah
2: but there's probably a reason there's coupons because it sucks. <laughs> wow, <laughs> do you know that's, that's true? I mean, coupons I guess are different from gift cards. Yeah, that,
1: that's, that's why true. you're irritated that Canes doesn't have like a uh, loyalty program, right? Oh, dude, I'd be. I'm telling you, I'd be part-time owner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's made his way up to like name menu item. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's sweet tea, the like tea special is—is is that the the best place to get sweet tea?
0: Oh yeah, Canes? I think so. What's the if best? I'm
2: feel, if I'm feeling like like a one sweet tea, but I want it to be like lighter and I don't want to feel as heavy, I'm going a lighter to- lighter sweet tea. I'm Does going that mean to that less sugar? Yeah, I'm going to like Chick Fil A or McAllister's, McAllister's. I mean, McAllister's
1: yeah. is thick too, though.
2: Not 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 recently. I've never been there. Not, not recently. Oh. But then Canes, and then if I just want to like die and go into a coma. I'm hitting up Chicken Express. see <laughs> it? Express? Don't they sell the big jugs?
1: Yeah, and they make their sweet tea in like this 20-gallon stainless steel tub. And half of it's sugar. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. I kind of want to see that. Let's go over there. Cool
2: big old tub there. of sugar. It's <laughs> really sugar, cool, tub. <laughs> sugar tub. There's more sugar than sugar tub. Tea, I guess. Um, I don't know
0: how they make sweet tea. Every time you say tea, I, I don't know which direction you're going. Like with your name or with the drink. He's, He's always talking. talking in the third person. He's just talking <laughs> third person constantly. Tea yeah, loves tea. to talk in third person. Tea is sugar. Tea is sweet. Sweet tea. Sweet correct? tea. Correct? Yeah. 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 <laughs> sweet tea. I don't like any of this anymore. Speaking of... Uh, <laughs> Why tea? are you looking sweet. at me smiling?
2: <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I
0: drink sweet tea and it just talks to me. It's awesome. <laughs> Big old sugar tubs... Both and, of these are bad. <laughs> sugar tubs. I didn't hear what you were going with. So, no, no, you go. You do the transition this week. No, go ahead. No, we'll, I was we'll trying to out. set you up. I said, when I
2: drink sweet tea, it just talks to me, man. Like, it's awesome.
0: And then you went. Well, I was going a different sugar direction. Sugar tubs. I was going a different. I was going to introduce the series, not the, uh, the topic for the week. That's what? where I was going. Go ahead. So I was going to say sugar tub, man. That's absurd. That's a lot of sugar <laughs> in that tub. Can't sell sugar with that absurd. <laughs> I don't know why it said it in that voice, but here we are. So. It's absurd? that it would be absurd. If you made it to the end of last week's episode, <laughs> T threw out a word called absurd, and that is the title of this little mini-series. We don't know how long this is going to go, to be honest with you. Um, how long the people want. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just a, just a podcast for the people. <laughs> just the people podcast. That's a good name. The People's Podcast. I bet it's already out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, week one... This is your transition tea. Week one of absurd. He's texting. You're the transition guy. No, I'm not. I'm definitely not.
2: I set you up for the transition.
0: What was your transition again? It was... uh, So (laughs) when I drink sweet tea, it just talks to me. It's so good. Talks to me like the talking donkey. (laughs) Numbers. (laughs) Speak to me, them numbers. 22 and 24. (laughs) Balaam. And that time, <laughs> why is the voice <laughs> happening? I don't know. I need to get out of this. Y'all need to take over, man. This is this is not good. So everybody tired. Week one, absurd mini <laughs> series.
1: Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> He's about to break. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I I can't. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I don't make myself laugh. <laughs> we'll get there maybe. At, at that point, okay. Uh,
0: week one. I, absurd series, Balaam and the talking donkey. Mm -hmm. So the layout of, of these episodes are basically just going to be walking through that story, kind of giving some background and some information. Um, and then, I mean, this one's kind of obvious. We'll answer why this is absurd and then go into some application of, of how do we apply this? Because I think some old Testament stories, we kind of just sit and we're like, man, that's pretty cool. But what does it even mean? Sure. So y'all take the floor numbers 22 through 24, Summary, background, what do y'all got?
1: Well, I mean, you... I I don't know if we want to read all of it. Um, Probably not. Probably not all of it. Good synopsis. Yeah, but uh, Moabite king Balak hires this seer who sort of becomes prophet-like Balaam and is uh, trying to get him... um, to curse Israel. That's yeah. basically the, the gist of the entire story. Um, and you should go read 22, 23, 24. Even it's just this battle back and forth of like, do this, don't do this. God says, don't do this. Mm. And, and, uh, the story's pretty wild. And then all of a sudden God uses a donkey to get this bro's attention. That's A donkey. Do you get over there? He's probably not. <laughs> he probably thought of something. No. it's just, so
0: the beginning of the story what's kind of the i'm not a bible scholar i i mean i like getting it in the bible but what's kind of the the tension here at the beginning of the story um as as balak kind of um someone's probably not the right word for balaam but what's kind
2: of the the conflict here israelites said hey we're gonna we're going to camp Somewhere in plains of, plains of Moab, if I remember right. And so they're camping and and Balak, the king, is not happy about it. And so he is like, there's tension there. He wants him out of his land and wants him out of his kingdom. And so he's like, hey, am going to... This I'm land gonna,
0: is your... Lead. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Dude, he's, what is happening? He's in today? that space today, guys. Go for it. But, and so Balak <laughs> is like, I don't want these people here. I need them gone. So I'm going to call my friend Balaam. If they were friends, I doubt they were. Ring. Um ring him up on the telephone. And so he said, uh, I'm let me go call my friend Balaam to come curse him. And so Balaam said, Alright. I, Not really though. Not really though. But that was a, the tension. Israelites were yeah. had moved in on their kingdom or were camping um somewhere in the plains of Moab. So Balak was
0: was opposing the Israelites, correct? He mm-hmm. would be correct. Um and and what's I don't know if I read this correctly, but, but Balaam's got some, some special talents. I don't really know. He can like curse people. He can bless people when it actually works. Is mm-hmm. that right? Is he like, is he appointed by God or is this
2: just like a, some special gift The that- Easiest way I would describe it is He's not a false prophet. He's a wicked prophet.
1: Yeah. Um. Cause most people, most people are going to have difficulty be like, Hey, this is Balaam's Vocation. This yeah. this is this is what he does. It's not super clear uh, in scripture um, exactly that because it, it's hard for us in saying he can he can bless and he can curse because um, you want to just like zoom really close in and be like that's that's something only God can do. Yeah, and and he's not an Israelite at this point and ever, but he's not an Israelite, and so th- we can't even put him in the context of Old Testament. These are these are God's people. Yeah, um, and so but in that we. He gets the assumed title, really, of prophet um, because the Bible doesn't call him that, but it's just kind of how he functions. And his prophecies um, uh, in, in Numbers were um, often opposite of what the hearers wanted um, or what the hearers had expected. But he's he basically just functions. I said this, I think, earlier. He functions as a seer. Um, and he was like, I can tell uh, Balak, what God's words are. Um, and so he's like, I'm a seer of Yahweh. And and what's funny is he's telling it to a Moabite king, um, at this yeah. point, um, which then you go, why is this even important? Because here's, there's lots wandering. It was at the Amorites before they defeat them. They're camping there. And he's going, I think he, he says like, these people will just destroy us. They're going to yeah. eat everything, yeah. destroy our land. And so he's, he's functioning sort of probably out of anger, but also, uh, out of fear, and so as like a as a seer, as a I think he's called an oracle reciter. Um, in, in there, um, he he gets four throughout the story four oracles, two directives from God that allow him to function in a lot of different ways as prophet. We said kind of as priest because he's setting up altars for There He just has a lot going on. Yeah, uh, he's we'll go this way I didn't think about that. He's like. He's like Old Testament youth pastor.
0: Shoot,
1: like I mean, that's in the for those of you that are thinking about going into ministry and stuff. When you when you go into specifically like student ministry and even college ministry, you do all of the jobs of like a church in a zoomed in space. Yeah, and so we we do worship and we do teaching and we yep. do groups and we do like all of that is contained within our ministry that our church also does mm-hmm. um, on a bigger on a bigger scale. And so you're a bullpen type guy that functions in that. This is what he's doing. He's kind of a bullpen guy for for Balak, which is funny because you have to assume that this is not something that where the story gets weird is this is not something that God, you would think that God would be about. There's Mm -hmm. a Moabite king who's wanting to destroy God's people, but God uses the guy the Moabite king hires, um throughout the story and so it's just a strange when you talk about absurd we've kind of landed in this but it's a strange like dichotomy of what's happening but throughout the whole story Mm -hmm. yeah sure. that's his job that's it it, i feel
0: like it starts absurd it gets even more just crazy the fact that he decides that that balaam is the guy and then obviously he's i think trying to remember this whole story. He's like traveling to Balak to meet up with him. Am I correct? Keep going on a donkey. Mm -hmm. And then, and then things get crazy.
1: Things get wild. Things get absurd. (laughs) I I mean, you can, we we can look at it. So, I mean, God's talking to Balaam. You're not to go with him. You're not to curse this people for they are blessed. So Balaam got up the next morning and said to Balak's official officials, go back to your land. Yeah. because the Lord has refused yeah. to let me to go with you. So that's mm-hmm. verse 13. The officials... Of, he a bunch more. Yeah. Correct? He said what? Doesn't he send like a bunch more officials yeah. right after that and a lot higher ranking? The officials of Moab arose returned to Balak and reported, Balak refused to come with us. Balak sent officials again who were more numerous and higher yeah. in rank than the others. They came to Balak and they said to him, this is what Balak says... Let nothing keep you from coming to me, for I will greatly honor you and do whatever you ask me. So please come and put a curse on these people for me. Balaam responded to the servants of Balak. If Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go against the command of the Lord my God to do anything great or small. Yeah. Um, which is, which is kind of a cool space that he puts himself in a lot of times, a lot of times we zoom in on the nation of Israel and think that this is the only place that God is functioning. Mm -hmm. But as you explore through the old Testament, there's a lot of this, like we're getting outside of the walls of Israel into him using a lot of different, I mean, even like the story of, of Jonah, like, I mean, an entire nation repents that weren't Israelites. Yeah. So, so he puts himself in this position, please stay here overnight as the others did so that I may find out what else the Lord has to tell me. So he responds in what God had originally told him. And then let's hear God came to Balaam verse 20 at night and said to him, since these men have come to summon you, get up and go with them, but you must only do what I tell you. When he got up in the morning, Balaam saddled his donkey and went with, the, went with the officials. Now the next verse, here's the absurd part of that. yeah (laughs) this is where it turns i mean god said hey go get up and go and now he's verse 22 but god was incensed with balaam that balaam was going so he's like now i'm mad (laughs) that's interesting do do with that what you must he doesn't change right yeah and so you can go well he told balaam and so his anger can't be at him yeah so who's his anger directed at now Balak? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the people that he sent with him. Yeah. The angel of the Lord took a stand on the path to oppose him. Balaam was riding his donkey. Two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the path with a drawn sword in his hand.
0: It's
1: a female donkey, by the way. She turned off the path and went into the field. (laughs) 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 Bye. That's insane. Went into the field. So Balaam hit her to return to the path. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow passage between the vineyards with a stone wall on either side. So now now the donkey's in a chute. (laughs) The donkey saw the angel of the Lord. That's crazy to me. And pressed herself against the wall, squeezing Balaam's foot against it so he hit her once again. Just abusing the donkey. The angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn to the right or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she crouched down under balaam so he became furious and beat the donkey with his <laughs> stick hit her twice tried to correct her and just started beating the donkey oh my then lord. the lord opened the donkey's mouth <laughs> <This> <laughs> just gets weirder and weirder. And like she, every time she asked Balaam. <laughs> she didn't say it she asked balaam what have i done to you why that you hit me beat me three times <laughs> bro what are you doing what have i done to you that you've beaten me three times Do you think, I think of that sometimes. Yeah. So, so Koa, our, our dog, if you don't know podcast world, we have a a golden doodle named Koa. She's super sweet and also like weirdly timid and, and doesn't know how to express herself very well once she's a dog. But when people come over, she just barks loud, which is funny. But if I'm giving her a haircut and because of her hair, you have to, there's, she gets a lot of these little knots and so you have to brush her with this special comb that has like razor blades in it that just kind of cuts through her hair. Yeah every so often it'll catch and it'll like pull her hair. And in that she thinks she's in trouble. Uh And so, because she just got hurt, she like, she'll, she'll kind of cower for a second and then she'll jump up and start licking you, which is normally (laughs) like the happy response. Like, yeah, thank you. No, she's like, I've hurt you, and so you hurt me, and so I'm gonna fix this by kissing you, is what nah, she it's does. Like it's a weird so like, and so like I know because she'll tense up when I do it. I'm like, oh I'm sorry, and she'll just start licking me like that's not that's it's not, the, not the proper response. Yeah, yeah. What what have I done to you? <laughs> that, that's that you've hit me, that you've beaten me with these sticks three times. Bala Balaam answered the donkey. Oh gosh. Okay. You made me look like a fool. Not, not Knocked me off. Not, when did you learn to talk? Yeah, yeah. They have a whole conversation. <laughs> you made me look like a fool. If I had a sword in my hand, I'd kill you now. That's aggressive. But the donkey said, Am I not the donkey you've ridden all of your life until today? Have I ever treated you this way before? <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> this is the first thing I think of. No, I was, was <laughs> going to say it when he was
2: done. I cannot. It I just. it a just donkey with the, teeth? The donkey from Shrek. <laughs> That's all
1: it is. Everyone now, when you hear this story, you you think yeah. about the donkey from Shrek. That's all it is. Yeah. And so thank you. That's my first thought. Hollywood for ruining our image of this. But it, it is a pretty good, pretty good image. I've never treated this way before. No, he replied. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing yeah. in the path. And so the donkey can see the angel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But can't talk. Then the Lord allows the donkey to talk. Yeah. And Balaam's okay with his tonky, talking donkey. I keep on saying to say talking tonk, donkey, donkey. With his tonky. <laughs> <Yeah>, talking donkey. <laughs> I want to say yonky. And I don't know why. With his talking donkey. Yeah. He's okay with that. And then he has his eyes open towards this angel. And Balaam knelt low Bowed in worship on his face, and the angel the Lord asked him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? <laughs> Look, I came out to oppose you because I consider what you are doing to be evil. And he's like, Well, I just basically what God told me to do. But the donkey saw me and turned away from me three times. If she had not turned away from me, I would have killed you
2: Sheesh.
1: by now, and I would have let her live. This is a good place to stop. We could keep going for a while, but yeah, holy cow, up to that point, that's wrong. Wild to me. Absolutely insane. What's the what's the craziest part to you, though? When you hear the story, what's the craziest part?
2: The The fact they had a conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Dude had a straight-up conversation with the animal. Yeah. And just, like, doesn't blink about it. He's like, all right, cool, I'll keep asking questions. Yeah. And then the donkey responds with questions even more so. But I don't know. I think it, it's... where I I look at this and I was like man just looking through scripture there's only two times animals speak this is one of them yeah you know the other yeah stinking stinking serpent stinking serpent true and both times the the eyes were open of the people that Mm. I was talking to um, in different ways and so I just think the I don't know it's it's only two times and so like why what happens here that didn't happen in the garden um, is, is the direction I always go with this and it's like okay Used uh, a serpent who was talking, um, tempted Adam and Eve. They sinned, sin, entered the world, and now we switch it. And here's this donkey, who is saving this dude's life. Mm. It opens his eyes to the angel. I'm, I
1: just that the that's the fact that that's the only two times. Just weird to me. It's been it's been suggested because a lot of like fables are things. Yeah, um, and fables were a thing in biblical times, and so when animals start talking. Um, normally it was because of a warning within a fable, because of some comedy satire within a fable, you know, Shrek and the talking donkey, um, or some kind of irony within there. And so, so when you read scripture, it's important for you to, um, understand literary style, understand literary style of the time. Also, it's something our, our residents are walking through right now, even as we read the gospels together. Um, and so they, this story would have set weird. Yeah. It's, that's weird now. It's mm-hmm. absurd now. Yeah. It, it's not something that we're used to. And so two two um, beliefs come out of this that, okay, Balaam had a conversation with his donkey. One, the Lord opened the donkey's mouth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in reading that, you go, the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak in a language that Balaam understood, understood which would be... Acts, which would be, this is exactly what we talk about when it's speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. And so so for those of you out there, like, when you think about speaking in tongues, do you think about Balaam the talking donkey? It's rare that anybody thinks that way, but that could be a way that you interpret this. The donkey spoke, and we can't biblically prove that as he spoke, that he spoke... Arabic, or he spoke English, bro. Yeah, that, that he was speaking English to yeah. to me, so that I could understand. It a lot of times when you interpret the speaking of tongues in there is that they spoke in utterances that, when the people heard it, it was in their own language.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and so it it could be that either God opened the donkey's mouth and he literally spoke the language, or God gave Balaam the the ability. Yeah. to hear what the donkey was saying in his own language. So the donkey's just over there, just he hee-hawing away. Which which reminds me. making noise. I, I, my... You could. Go for it. Cause no, I, no, I, no. Because this is, I'm going to patent this on the podcast also, so nobody can steal this from me. I think I've told you. I think U-Haul's next commercial should be, <laughs> I think they should put donkeys on all the outsides of all their U-Hauls, oh, and a donkey just kick his way out of the back of the U-Haul, and the first thing he does is go, U-Haul! <laughs> 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 and, and that like that, john's go, big idea. that will go viral bro people oh will be like oh my
2: gosh do that instead of the stupid whopper 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 <laughs> just just, <whopper>, <laughs> just you
0: haw
1: over and over again i mean that's that's creative it's good but that's it's what the creative. donkey was in my yeah. mind that's yeah. what i think that the donkey's yeah. just braying away just 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 mad yeah and all of a Somehow sudden it boom! clicks yeah what do you say you're talking to me yeah and then he probably talked back to him just in his normal language like Oh, no, you've never treated me that way. Yeah, that's good. I the part for me that's that's
0: just crazy is is the angel of the Lord, like angels, just in general. And one of my roommates and I, I won't name him on the podcast because he doesn't want to, have had like conversations just about angels and like the idea of them, um, and the fact that like an angel is is physically present, but at first Balaam can't see him. Yeah, only the donkey can, and then like obviously changes the course of direction, falls over all these things and, and speaks to him one and somehow makes sense to the donkey, which, I mean, people have their own opinions on how smart animals are, but, um, the fact that what the angel is saying makes sense to the donkey and then the donkey then speaks to Balaam, like the, the entire, like it's, I feel like it starts with the angel being there. And obviously that's, that's God's fault. Um, but that whole idea is just the thing that's, I don't know. It, it, it blows yeah. my mind. I, like that's where it starts even before the talking donkey is, is the angels just chilling there. Um, and, and totally redirects the course of the donkey. So, yeah, I don't know. It's
2: intriguing for me. It's weird. Looking, looking past absurdness that we're, we've been talking about. What do we, what do we get from this? Like, what is this when you read this and you see absurd and as much as you want to, you know, pass it off as like old Testament and all these things is like, Oh yeah, that's absurd. Cool story. Um, like what do we, what do we learn from this? You personally, how do we apply to this? All that fun stuff.
0: I think we could start with what do we learn about God? I think that's the first, the first key. Um, and, and this is just a really basic answer and y'all can run with this, but, um, I think it just shows that, that the Lord uses, uses people to, <laughs> to make himself known and uses animals to make himself known. um, and he's not bound by abilities or talents. Like he can literally use anything or anyone that he wants to Mm -hmm. make his name known. Um, that's kind of the first thing that I, that I drew from this, um,
1: learning about, about God. So, yeah. You got a thought, bro? No, I mean that, that's my main thought from the entire story. God can use anything, anyone he wants to, uh, to accomplish his purposes. Yeah. Um, and so whether it is, the smartest donkey of all time that learned how to talk, or um, the a like a uh, parrot, yeah, like a parrot, um, donkey, a parrot, uh, speaking parrot. Yeah, I mean that that part of it is like it, it's encouraging um, when we when we talk about and and I've the dorky side of me, I guess, like I've been I've been having to write about a lot of this here lately, as far as mm. what salvation looks like and and really thinking through and even defending um not really one side or the other but just how god functions within predestination and election and w- what salvation looks like and what it accomplishes for us and and one of the things that i've i've learned for myself is so often we zoom in really 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 far on mm. salvation and we make it personal and like, like you should like you got to make your salvation personal that that's true yeah. um but then we go christ died on the cross for me mm. yes But, but I, I don't want you to stop there because what, what he did on the cross is, is to, is begin the process of taking us back to the garden state where, and so he, he died for humans, but he died for creation. I mean, creation is Mm -hmm. moaning like, like there, there, there are groans that, that it longs to be released from the pains of sin. And so it's more than a human thing, like the curse spread everywhere. And so even like just the reminder that when all things are made new, when we have new earth have new heaven, when you have all of those things, like this stuff will not be abnormal mm. um, and and so like the interaction with animals I think is going to be different the inter- the interaction with creation is it's going, going be to be different. different. Yeah. Um, and And so when you think about a lion and a lamb laying down together, it's not just that they're peaceful. Mm. It, it's that they like they interact. literally interact as friends yeah um, And so th- that's a that's for some of you that's not even like a weird thought but it, it's a wildly weird thought yeah <laughs> um, that, that that's going to take place. and so so he can use anything and anyone to accomplish his purpose because he created it for his glory. It's mm. just broken. Yeah. And so for us to go well talking donkey strange um, this doesn't make any sense they're going to be, and I, I long for the day. I think I'll, hopefully all of you do. Like when you get to heaven, you're going to look around and go, none of this. It yeah. don't make sense to you now, but if we could rewind and put ourselves in our thought space now, it will not.
0: Mm.
1: And that part of it kind of blows my mind of like how how different this is going to be. It's good. Yeah,
2: I love the direction you're going with like the using anything and anyone um, to, to allow as well to happen because it's like we, I think a lot of times we read a story, we focus on the part of the talking donkey and we don't go past it. But if you continue to read, it's like really, really cool. What he does is, I mean, even, even Balaam who, after all this is said and done, um, basically he, he was not allowed to curse Israelites. So he basically put them in a situation to where they were cursed themselves, that they cursed themselves. And then he also goes about it. I mean, I think it's even, I believe it's Peter who even says, I mean, he's like a, he's one who loved wickedness or the way of the wicked or something like that. in the New Testament. And so Balaam was not this uh, outstanding citizen. And so for him to even use a donkey to speak to balaam and then balaam to to speak to moa or to balak who was king of the Moabs, like it's just really really cool to me um and then he he goes on to i think it's seven times that that he spoke and all seven times were blessings over israel yeah. when when balak was like hey like I'm, I'm hiring you to come curse them yeah and so all the all this is said and done you get after after the whole talking donkey thing and the guy that he hired to curse Ended up blessing Israel seven times. And I think that's just a really, really cool thing that the Lord is like, hey, like I I know what the intent behind this was. I know what this is. And now I'm going to use all these different things that don't make sense to you. And you won't really be able to comprehend you, Mm -hmm. Balak, whoever, and you won't be able to understand these. And you probably won't ever. But I'm going to use these to to bless my people and bless my kingdom. And so I think that's just really cool that he goes on and he takes this, this contorted and distorted like goal behind Balak and even Balaam going there and says, hey, watch what I'm about to do, and he blesses the Israelites seven times. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I want to turn this
0: a little bit, um, and... Uh-oh. What is that?
1: Somebody, somebody down in the auditorium, I think.
0: That's Matt. That's um, sure. and, and I think a lot of people get caught up in Old Testament stories and, and try to draw um, a lot of things out of it, which I think is good, um, especially when you're reading Scripture, but sure. um, like, how ultimately does this story point to the coming of Christ coming or just like the story of Jesus. Cause I think it's a, a good way to look at old Testament stories of yeah. like everything's is surrounding God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy spirit. When you read the scripture. So how does this
2: point yeah. to, to Jesus? I'm going to, I'm going to go off of just, I mean, what I just said is the, the seventh curse Well the, the seventh time he spoke, which they were hoping was a curse, ended up being cursed. And he goes on to say, and I wish I had pulled up right now, but I think it's like right on verse 16, 17, somewhere in there, but goes on to say, like a, a star will come out of Jacob. Um, mm. Scepter will rise out of Israel. And so his last blessing is like pointing to Christ, um, which I think is really, really cool. And it's pointing to the Messiah uh, coming mm. back. And so I believe it's the seventh one, if I remember right. And I don't have it I don't have it pulled up right now. I think Zach is getting there. But he goes on, is like the seventh time he talked, he goes on to, to basically... Prophesy the coming of the Lord, and it's another time that he's just like, hey, here here comes the Messiah. I'm trying to find out. The seventh one is... I think it's 17,
0: maybe. Verse 17. 17 is the f- fourth one. Um,
2: it's the fourth oracle, but... Different blessing. the fourth oracle, but there's four in the last one, I believe. Maybe I'm going one.
1: I could be wrong.
0: Very likely. Verse 23 is, then he spoke the message... Alas, there's alas. no magic curse against Jacob. We can live when God does this. Ships will come from the shores of Cyprus. They will subdue Asher and how do you say that? Eber? Eber?
2: Here it is 24, verse 17. I verse 17. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see him, but now I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, shall crush the forehead of Moab, and break down all the sons of Sheath or Sheth.
1: The Sethites. <laughs> It'll, be cool. so. It'll be cool if you can hear him through that. Someone's loud down there yeah that's good the the understanding the promise that is to come that that these people didn't function in when you also look at the entire story what did what is we know like the wandering in the wilderness and what's going on here yeah but right before then in chapter one before we even get into Balaam, and balak talking donkey nonsense they are um they're they set out from mount hor by way of the red sea pass bypassing land of edom and they basically get irritated and impatient against God. They speak against God and they speak against Moses. And, and the Israelites say, why have you led us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread or water. And we detest this wretched food. Mm. Um, and when they said that, here, one th- the God sends the poisonous snakes among them. And they bit them so that many of the Israelites died. Mm. Okay. And so, so we know that redemption is coming. Yeah. We also know that God is is a god of judgment, a god who cares about this. And so so often we go, here here's God caring for his people, protecting his people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Also realize that God just sent a bunch of poisonous snakes to kill a bunch of them. Yeah. Um because they were acting they were acting foolish, and so he still takes acting this stuff fool. and and they repent. The the people then came to Moses and we've we've sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you, intercede that the Lord would take the snakes away from us. So Moses intercedes and The Lord said to Moses, make a snake image mounted on a pole. When anyone is bitten, looks at it, he will recover. Like there's, this is absurd too. Also (laughs) just read the old Testament. You're like the whole book's absurd. Um, (laughs) This is also that, Um, but, but the, the, the sweet promise in all of this is that even when, like the main story of the old Testament is that the Israelites are morons over and over and over again. And then uh, like a, they're still God's chosen, yeah, and He's still for them, and He's still in chapter twenty-four promises um, that they will be redeemed. He's a God who keeps His promises, and He's going to He's going to no matter no matter what the situation is going to be faithful to Himself, mm-hmm. which is a should be an incredible promise to us. Also, because I know me, and because I know we'll go college students. As a whole, which is the ministry that, I mean, or the age that most people are going to be listening to this. What, what Balak, Balak did was he sent for the smartest, most talented guy that he knew that would come and curse the Israelites. It, it, he's, a, he's a king. He's not going to be like, hey, remember that moron that came? No, he's like, go get the best guy. Yeah. We need him. And who did God use? He used a donkey to humble the person that the king thought was the best. And so even in our space, when, when the Lord gives us a platform or the Lord puts us in a leadership position or the Lord gives us an opportunity even to share the gospel, like you don't know what God's going to do with that. Yeah. And often if we will just approach it with like kind of a humble attitude to know, like God can flip this on its head at any point
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and use a talking donkey in my space. Yeah. Um, and get the message across even clearer than what I could have. That's humbling. And we go, okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to continue to go before me to prepare hearts, maybe even for for them to hear something that that, that maybe even I'm not even trying to say. I mm-hmm. think God functions in that way as as kind of like what I believe the donkey's just hee-hawing away and this guy's going, Oh, <laughs> like oh, well, <laughs> you're okay. talking to me. Yeah. Um Sometimes I think of myself that way. Like, I'll walk off of stage and I'll go, I just he hawed my way all the way through that. I don't even know what I said. And people yeah. are like, that was the best message you've ever. When you said this, it was like, I did not say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, those moments are super sweet just mm-hmm. to know that our God is big enough to function in that way and he's about his glory. And so he uses unfaithful and wicked, wicked and moronic people yeah. um, for his glory and rescues us for our good if we would just be like, okay. This, this is my space. Mm.
2: A lot of time. A lot of times when you talk to people about this story, is they're always like, "Okay, well, like, what's what's my like, what's a talking donkey for me? Like, what is, what is the Lord using to to point me in the right direction and mm. show me these things?" But they also a lot of times forget is like, you could also be the talking donkey for someone um, or something. And I think a lot of times is in our in our pride mm. that we we stay quiet in these things. And I've had this conversation with people recently is that out of our pride, we stay quiet. And think about it, if that donkey, that donkey could have been given the ability to speak. And if he didn't speak, he probably would have beat it and kept walking and died. I had
1: to kill him.
2: And, and he would have kept walking. That donkey would have been there. He would have beat the donkey and he would have walked and the angel of the Lord would have killed him. And so, but no, the donkey, he was given the ability to speak or she was given the ability to speak, sorry. And she spoke. And so like how often for us is like, we're, we're given this ability and we have, we have the gospel, we have these things, but we stay quiet mm. to those around us. And because of that, the, the these people they they go on down the path by themselves because we never stopped talking we never spoke up and so that a lot of times again is I, I think we look at this story and we're like okay like hey what is the Lord using to tell me um like whatever he what his will like what is what is he using to speak to me and that's a, like a great way to look at that but also like, who sometimes you can be the donkey for someone and, and so it's like don't be afraid to speak up. It's like you're you're given the gospel, you're given this relationship you have to the Lord, and so speak up about it to those around you. Yeah, that's solid. I mean, y'all kinda of already answered my last question. What
0: was that? What of, was the of, last question? Of applying this story. I mean, y'all are already kind of hitting on the button, button on the head. Is that the yeah. terminology?
1: We we don't want to let the guy off the hook though. That that's the the one thing. Yeah. Um, because if take take the entirety of scripture into into account, Revelation chapter two we'll just go to the end, um, to the, to the church in Pergamum, but I have a few things against you. Mm. You have some who hold to the teaching of Balaam. I didn't even know that was in there. It, yep, Hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to place a stumbling block in front of the Israelites. What was that stumbling block? We talked about it during the sex and dating series to eat meat, sacrifice to, to idols and to commit, commit sexual immorality. So Balaam, I'm not going to curse them, but I'm going I'm to insert something into their minds that is going to become a stumbling block for them that will lead them away from the Lord. So they, they married outside of their mm-hmm. culture, which was against what God had commanded them to do. And within a generation, their people had forgot the things of God. And and so like that was he's like hey you're still following some of that you're mm-hmm. eating meat sacrificed yeah. to idols and you're functioning outside of the laws that I've put in front of you you're you're following the teachers of Balaam, and so Balaam still selfishly wanted the financial payment that Balak was offering to him, but he didn't want to curse the people, yeah. and, and so he played a game and yeah. he was like maybe if I encourage them to do this, then God will do the cursing for me, mm. and that's a that's also we can yeah. go a thousand yeah. directions with that. Um, because God probably knew you're going to, you're going to bow to this. Mm. I think I should stop you now with a talking donkey. It got his attention. He blessed them. He blessed them. He blessed them. But then he also wiggled his way out of it yeah. and went do yeah. this. And and the echoes, I mean, it's in scripture now, It echoes for eternity. Yeah. Issue that I have with you churches, you're following this guy. Holy cow. That's great. I didn't even recognize it. Is it was like, in there.
2: And because of that, a plague happened. Like it was like twenty four, twenty five thousand like men died. Not mm-hmm. just not like everyone. Men, period. Yep. I think right. is what it was. Wow. I don't know.
0: Wiping them out. Absurd. That's crazy. Absolutely absurd. Read it. Any final thoughts?
2: Read read numbers. It's fine. Read it. Read this if you haven't heard this story. Go read it. Send there us me, message. Ask us questions. Sorry. I'm reading numbers. God, you're a dork.
0: <laughs> I know. <I'm a> nerd. <laughs> That's the way we're going to end that one. Well, we're excited for this series as we continue, but not next week. We'll jump back in two weeks from now, back into this series After next week. Break.
1: Who knows what's going to happen next week?
0: Who knows, dude, it's going to be a it, quote unquote live episode. There's just going to be people in the room asking mm. questions, probably saying something on the mic. I don't even know. Uh, so better. we're going to have to bring it, we're bringing, bringing three mics and that's it. <laughs> just three, <mics>. just three. <laughs> Let them scream in the background. Yeah. So excited for it. It's going to be a, colorado episode i don't even know everybody but the freshman guys can ask questions yeah it's gonna be awesome it's great make sure you're submitting questions to us on our instagram please at 127 (laughs) on the mic self-plug not really (laughs) um but yeah we'll see you guys next week we're excited and yeah appreciate you listening to this point red sox just beat the yankees today 11 7 still undefeated we lost to venezuela (laughs) it's true (laughs)